And now, Lemonadio's local buzz. <laughs> I am so excited to have the Groovaladas here with me for our first pod together on Lemonadio Live. Hi. Hey there. What's happening? I am. Will you move your microphone like closer to your face? Yeah. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. Are you listening to that? They are absolutely amazing. I first. Let me play among the stars. Yes, please. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. Is that a good sound, Jay? I love it. Right. It is perfect. <laughs> so introduce yourselves, please. All right. We're actually two of the 11 Groovalados. I'm Waleem the Funky Professor. I'm the ZYG808. I love it. I met you at Mashpee High School. So yes. uh, my daughter and you did chorus. Yes, yes. And uh, I watched one of your performances and I was absolutely blown away at your talent Uh, between the drums and like anything you touched. It didn't matter what instrument it was, whether it was your voice or the drums or just any way to make noise. You made it kill. It was it was great. I was blown away. Thank you very much. Usually when you show up at a high school performance, you're like, is it over? Oh, you smile got, and wave at your kid, and you're like, "Wow, great job, babe." <laughs> we got some because well, we Not also so. have very talented um, musical directors at Mash. Because like um, for a while, we had Miss Keller as the chorus teacher, and she was good at what she did. Then you know we also had Miss Mills, and she actually she came in like beginning of my junior year of high school, and she started. Teaching us. Realizing your talent and then putting it all together. Actually, the first day, the first day of school that year, what she did was she had all of us sing karaoke. She had each of us go up and take a turn with the mic and pick a song. And basically, she'd use that to judge what our strengths were as singers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So talk about the Groovalados because there's 11 of you. So getting all of you together and making stuff. The Mash Behind Music Department would be very remiss if we did not shout out Andrew Troyanis. Yeah, I was getting to that for Ah! next. (laughs) Who teaches band and strings and jazz band. Uh Uh-huh. And is teaching, you know, the middle school and the high school, which are different bands. Yeah, uh, you know, so you know, he's an amazing and and Andy Troy on some of the, the like the best six years of music education ever. Oh, uh, I and, love that. And, and I'll be very and the reason why I have to mention him is he's one of the two reasons that I kept him at Mashpee. That's really? True. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there was very little else. Well, that's what my daughter came back. She left. She went to the tech school, and but yeah, she yeah. missed the chorus and also yeah, their yeah. performing arts department and and doing plays yeah. and productions. So she came back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so you know we definitely have to give a shout out to the music department. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they could like, use all for, the funding for, because first rate educators arts is yes. where it gets cut, and it's crazy oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. That that is the outlet for some of these kids, yeah. and to cut that first is insane. Right, right. Yeah, but if we don't well, cut it, funding for the arts programs, how are we going to purchase a big TV to put in the lobby that nobody uses? I can't even. Don't even get me started. Well, well the, the I'm thing, fired up. The thing about it is, um, in terms of arts, it's about habits of mind. So it's not just about really so much just their outlet, but it's also the link to the other academics. Mm -hmm. You know, the same habits of mind that you use in music travel over to mathematics. 
the habits of mind that you use in chorus and in theater travel over to language arts, mm-hmm. travel over to social studies. They're elements of critical thinking. You know, yeah. there's there. It's no secret that your um, the members of the jazz band were also some of your top, you know, academic earners. When Absolutely, it came to language arts because yeah. of the fact that jazz forces you to engage in critical thinking mm-hmm. musically, and that just carries over. But so the thing is that becomes the tie together and that sort of is the thing the first thing that they cut because they don't yeah. think about the you know yeah it, yeah it doesn't make any sense Ed- education has little to do with actually education at least public education has little to do with actual education it's well, more a matter of indoctrination uh, thank you well, it is it's the formula that it. works for everybody yeah we didn't yeah. know we were going to get so deep today but here we are well, you, br- you brought Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him the funky professor for nothing <laughs> i love that so talk about the foundation of the group and like how you guys the roots talk okay. to me uh, all right so i'll take you back to um I, I can take you back to when he was five okay so he wasn't a groove a quite yet yeah but um, I had come back from New York. I'd been signed to a major label, and I'm still not going to say who they were. Yeah, just leave it alone. But I, I was burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> and I had gotten a teaching job at UMass Dartmouth, so I came back and I was become a professor at UMass Dartmouth and sort of settled into that. And after a couple of years, I started missing just playing, playing out. Yeah. And I ended up going to an event at the Katuit Center for the Arts. And at the time, the founding artistic director, Jamie Wolfe, was there. And I met him. And I, w- I played at the event. And when I came off, he said, I got to play with you. I play guitar. And, and, I, and I know a drummer who you, were, who you were born to play with. I love that about musicians yeah. because you're always grabbing. Yeah. You're like, I like the sound of this goes with this goes with this. Yeah. Let's get these guys yeah. together. And And... Jamie, it turned out, had been a session player at Motown when he was a teenager mm-hmm. in Detroit and um, was a, had been a touring blues player. And then he introduced me to Eddie Ray Johnson, who was an you know, amazing drummer, the late, great Eddie Ray Johnson, um, an outstanding drummer. And, you know, he the funny thing was we both had that experience of being the black guy musicians in Cape Cod, so we both had the experience of playing rock and like rock tunes that we hated. Cause you had to, yeah, that was yeah, the audience. Yeah, You're like, like, all right, yeah, yeah I'll like, do this right, for a paycheck. I, I, I still have trauma around like, <laughs> I'm playing, sorry. <laughs> I still have trauma around playing Van Halen keyboard parts, <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and, because well, you got the shit that pays the bills, yeah. and then you got the stuff that you like to play, which but is different. It, it was, because yeah. I, I was basically, well, the funny thing was Eddie Ray was, <laughs> was rooted very much in like Southern soul and blues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our common point was like Parliament Funkadelic and James Brown. Yeah. But I was a New York guy, so I was, my concept of soul was more jazzy. Yep. And um, even had a much more of a Caribbean Funk. influence. Oh, okay. I like it. You know, because um, island flavor. You know, my, my mother's family's from Barbados. Mm-hmm. And my father, my grandfather. Rihanna. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my grandfather had come over in the 20s under the guise of going to medical school, but instead became a musician. So was that the plan or that he, he well, got that here was, and was like, no, my that, music's bigger. Well, that was his plan. Yeah, but, all right. But, but, but um, he ended up becoming an arranger and a producer and band leader and produced records for Decca and Southern back in the day and led a band. Interesting thing, he refused to travel below Philadelphia. Uh, okay. Because of Jim Crow. And gotcha. He, he was not, you know, he's like, yeah, hey, if, if they, if that's how they regard black it's people, incredible. Yeah, it's incredible to me that that was a, a thing that you had to deal with. 
Well, we we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah, all right, absolutely. <laughs> because um, we're here for education. Because um, but so he refused, but he worked out of the real building and explained to me, you know, the record production back when they cut to disc and mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing. But um, New York was, you know, sort of like a crossroad. Yeah. So you had all of the different elements mixing. So you had people coming up from Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah. But you had people coming from the Caribbean. And they're all in the same. Yeah, it was the hub. And, and, you know, let's face it, we are still dealing with segregation. Mm -hmm. So if you were a black musician, the black musicians all played together, no matter, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter where they were from or no matter. So the styles ended up mixing. Yeah. So this now becomes the influences that we hear out of New York. So all, all of this to say that it was interesting because it was sort of like Southern funk and Northern funk. Like amazing though. And um, just being able to play together that way. And and the funny thing was realizing we know all these songs that Jamie didn't know because uh, one of the things we had in common was a big part of our music education were our older brothers and sisters and our parents' record collection. Yep, absolutely. So so even though you're playing rock and whatnot, you still have the Parliament Funkadelic, still have the James Brown. He Uh introduced me to Dyke and the Blazers. And um, that kind of thing. That's so funny because now I think back to all the records that I was never allowed to touch. And when my parents would go to work, I'd be like, that is the first thing I'm touching. And I mean, it wasn't great. It was like peaches and herb and like hollow notes. But I mean, it did have a specific sound. And I was definitely does influence my music, the stuff that I like and gravitate towards. So you're right. This is it. Yeah, for sure. And um, so we... Started out really just as a jam session group mm-hmm. because we were all we'd all been through the business through the industry. We're like, you know what, the industry sucks. Because and it does. <laughs> it makes you jaded. It makes you yeah. jagged. It makes you hard, <clears throat> and it, you lose the fun in it. You lose yeah. the mu- musicianship in it. Yeah, because it is a lot of nonsense and stuff that you have to like. The business side of it sucks. Well, this is it. This yeah, is it. And, and the funny thing was. Um, we we jammed for two years. Yeah. And um, Jamie's son, Nick, joined us on bass. We used to call him Papa Smurf because he always wore a red hat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And we decided 2011, let, let's play out. And we ended up with two gigs on the same day. So in the afternoon, we played the Multicultural Festival at Cape Cod. Very cool. Community College. And then that night, we played at Grumpy's in... Which is a great place to still go see live bands. It is. And Grumpy's, I mean, he is actually Grumpy, the owner. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> however. <laughs> FCC won't let yeah, me give yeah. my opinion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. He, But he lets bands just do their band thing. Like set yeah. up in this small room, whatever, and to like just get it done. And it's a great place. It's yeah. a great venue to go see all kinds of it, groups. It, it, it was cool. Now, now, here was the funny thing, and here's where being... Now, here's a here's a common element that happens with the Groovolatos. Everybody who's ever been a Groovolato played in their jazz band in high school. I love that. And, and it's not like this is a requirement, but that ends up just being that we were all... We, we were the high school geeks, so why yeah. not? And um, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my friend Tori, who I do a podcast with also, is like, those are the ones that become like the hottest, the coolest, like the best people are the high school geeks. <laughs> Exhibit <that> Blossom. A. <laughs> Exhibit A. Right here. Well, For sure. It's true. Is, well, well, here, here, let me tell you my pain. I went to music and art high school. So it was like, 
it was a whole high school of geeks. So there was no chance to really be a, a geek. Yeah. Really. And also you're like overachiever is everyone. So you're all like, it's like a high school of narcissists. Like mine's better than yours. God. Funny thing. No, we didn't get that. No, good. But, well, you had one or two folks who were like, that, yeah. but by and large, you didn't get a lot of that. It was a really, really supportive. That's was, cool though. A beautifully supportive environment. It's funny to still be friends with the people you were friends with in high school. Yeah, you know, and because there's an artistry involved. I feel like if yeah. you're in the arts in any fashion, whether it's dance or music or or painting or sculpting or yeah. whatever it is, you all champion each other's weird creative. Yeah. Or you're either like so against it and like hyper-focused on beating the other one that it makes you a better person at your craft. Yeah. It so is. it pushes you. It's that drive. It and is. I love it. It is. What it also gives you a perspective of is that there's always somebody better. Uh, always. There's so always the next. Therefore, you learn to just develop you. Yeah. And that's what that was what was beautiful about it. It's that such school. a it is a learning. When you finally realize that that's the competition that you're in is with yourself. Yeah. It is actually well, life changing and well, affirming. Well, you learn this when you're four, you learn this at the age of fourteen. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, it took well, me you, to like thirty. Well, but. What I'm saying, well, no, what I'm saying is when you when you go to a school like that, yeah, freshman year is learning that. And there are people who don't make it through freshman year, and it's because they can't embrace that factor mm -hmm. of, you know. You're against you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, develop you. Develop what you're coming with. Please, I know grown-ass adults that still aren't there yet. Yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. there is that. This, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. But but all of I'm sorry to trail this back. So the first gig at Grumpy's, mm -hmm. it turned out we only knew five tunes and had to, three, had to play three sets. Okay. So luckily, being jazz players... We knew how to make one song last for about 45 minutes. So this is like a fish jam session right now. It's like channeling your inner Grateful Dead. You know, because, <laughs> yeah, because what happens is it's like you're playing. So you're playing, let's say you're playing um, Billie Jean, you know. Yeah. She told me her name was Billie Jean when she calls the scene with heavy head turns with eyes of dream. Being the one who danced on the floor. In the round. So you have the groove going like that, and then it's like, okay. And I would look at Eddie Ray and be like, all right, we're going to go Latin. People always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. And mama always told me, be careful what you love. Be careful what you do before lie becomes the truth. Hey, Billie Jean is not my lover. So we would we would just switch up the feel of the tune, and people wouldn't even realize this is the same. Is any different? It's the same damn song. They would think it was no. They would <laughs> think it was a different song. Change the flavor. They, you know, but yeah, and and just you know, looping in and out of that kind of thing. But that's the that is musicianship 101 right there. If you don't know how to do that, then why <laughs> you can't be able to gig out? Like I feel like you should know those yeah, things. Yeah. So, so and we, you just grooved it out. So so we we milked our five songs to death, and um, I had already been a solo artist and already had a little bit of a catalog. Yeah. But then I started writing songs, especially for the band, because I'm hearing okay, this is the way. This is the way Eddie plays the drums. This is the way Jamie plays guitar. So, um, so as you've grown, you've yeah. matured as a band and know each other's sound and what you're capable of. So this that's going to be incredible for you to be able to arrange that now. This is it. This is it. Well, the song, one of them we sent you was called um, Make It Look Easy. Mm -hmm. That's the first tune I wrote for the Groovalados. 
I love it. And um, so that's an example of. Yeah, and I'm going to share it along with this podcast. I'll put the link in the in the bio, okay, um, and all of this stuff so that everybody can get to it. Also, um, so fast forward till today, where you've got these eleven guys that you're managing in a group. Well, well, eleven because we include our passed away members. I love that. So Eddie Ray Johnson is still a member. Christopher Redbone Sweeting is still Still a member. Mulatto. So we, you know, so there are nine on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, well, fast forward. Eddie Ray Johnson takes on a 10-year-old as a drum student. And, yeah. And <laughs> a year later, the drum... Well, before he took him on as a drum student, he was a little guy beating on everything in the house. And Put that was, to work. And, and when he was four... <laughs> when, when he was four, my mother gave him a drum set for Christmas. Love this. And... We had it set up in my little attic recording studio because as a single dad, I was doing remix work. Yeah. Much. I wasn't playing out and gigging out, so I was doing a lot of production work. So he grew He grew up on a studio floor, basically, yeah. playing on the floor. So he had his little drum set up there, and one time I'm listening as I'm doing a remix, and I'm like, ooh. So then I put headphones on and put the mic, and I said, okay, when you hear the beat come in, just play along. And so he ended up on a house music record when he was about six. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's just sick. Yeah, yeah, but that, but you know, it was. You needed the sound for the production, and he was available, yeah, and, and he showed that. up that day. So, so exactly. that's awesome. So he became a session drummer exactly. at seven. You sick. Know? You know, exactly. and, he, and he, so therefore, you know, he like basically beat me out by nine years because I was one at sixteen, and I was like, ha ha, I played for EMI when I was sixteen, ha ha ha. And he's like, yeah, seven. You're like, and. Hold my coffee, and, Dad. And, and, and he, and he, oh, just, oh, and he, and he oh, just keeps and he just keeps doing that to me too. He, you know, he, he just keeps doing that, by the way. But anyway, so he starts. So he starts um, um, studying with Eddie Ray. Yeah, about ten. When he seriously, up, did you know you were going to get this musical education? <laughs> this is incredible. Well, there was like a point where I was just like, okay, yeah, music is going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was basically one day. I was like, wow. This is going to be my personality for the rest of my life. <laughs> You're lucky to find that. I mean, there are grown-ups that still aren't. Like, what I, am I going to be when I grow up? So I, I can happily say I didn't push him. He surprised me. He would show up with demos and stuff. But, That's awesome. But but I was saying the year after he started um, studying with Eddie Ray, he headlined the Boston Jazz Fest <laughs> as you know as as one of the stars of tomorrow. Overachiever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and there was me and uh, and another kid they had on there who he played piano and he played saxophone. His name was Bradley. Yeah, Brad Brad Roach, I think his name. Yeah, was. Bradley Roach. He used to play yeah. down at Faneuil Hall all the time. But he was, but they were yeah. the two, they were the two young st- rising stars of the jazz yeah. fest. So That's were, amazing. I haven't, I haven't seen that kid in like three years. I don't know what happened. I think to he him. finally grew. <laughs> <laughs> And freaks and geeks will surprise you for sure. But, um, <laughs> but how? So how it evolved? We we produced our first album, "Ask Your Mama." Eddie mm-hmm. Ray and I were basically the producers on that. And um, during the mix session, they brought in this new engineer, this young sort of quiet seeming guy named Chuck V. And the thing with Chuck V. He worked, this was at MDI Studios in Plymouth. Okay. And Bob Yen told him, okay, you are not allowed to laugh when you work with these guys. I mean, this is, what, this is how much of a sadistic bastard Bob Yen was. Wow. <laughs> that's tough. That he told Chuck, you can't, you, you're going to sit with, you're going to sit with, 
you're gonna sit with with Eddie Ray Johnson and Walim, and and you're not gonna you know you're not allowed to laugh. That's no impossible. Yeah. And 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 you know Chuck tells me this years later because the first time I sit down. So Chuck, what what was it like to not be able to play the name game as a kid? <laughs> and that's the first thing I said to the poor guy. <laughs> Did he just like look at the ground? He's like, like this. one of these. He's like. Yeah, so uh, we're. <laughs> I love it. And that sounds like but Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, um, we realized first rate engineer. Yeah. Um, amazing what he could do, what he was doing, and um, was sort of like a secret weapon, secret find. But then we got to hear him play the bass. Yeah. And we at the time, yeah, so we kind of had a bass player, and then we had Richard Johnson and. Rich, well, we had a bass player, and then we got Richard Johnson. And we're not going to say the bass player that we had. but we had, No, but it's fine. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. people just don't work out. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, yeah. It's either a personality and, thing or a fit thing. Yeah, it just doesn't trying, work. Or, or, or trying to sneak weed home from New Mexico in your uh, luggage, in your uh, checked luggage. We didn't hear that. Anyway, anyway you know, this is a hypothetical. So but, you know, these, yeah. these, are, these are some of the things that <laughs> might happen. Hypothetical you know, I'm not saying it happened. I'm just saying, but anyway. Um, <laughs> don't, but yeah, Richard, don't try Richard, to sneak weed home from TSA. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's they, the lesson. We'll find it in your check luggage. At least oh so he my. discovered. Oh my! And, and it was and it was so <laughs> pathetic. All they left him was a note because it was they were just like uh, we found uh, something in your bag that didn't belong here, so it's been confiscated. You know, da, 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 da. but and he's like, can you believe this? And it's like, what? Yeah. So anyway, no. so we we had we then got Richard Johnson, who's an amazing bass player. I mean, yeah. But the thing with Richard Johnson, he's everybody's bass player. Mm-hmm. Richard plays in like nine bands. Yes, and, he I, you know, and, and he's amazing in all nine bands. In fact, it was funny because one night we played a show where there were three bands and he was the bass player for all of us. Oh, seriously? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it has been a couple of times that I, especially like with our gigs in Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with Chuck, and Chuck couldn't make it today because... Chuck is engineering a session over at Polyphonic. Oh, uh, yeah. So talk a little bit about that. But but, what I was saying was, what we discovered with Chuck was he was, I was like, wow, he's a great bass player. But then we discovered, wow, he's a great guitarist. And discovered, wow, he's also a great arranger. So it's like he's this great arranger. He's this great bass player. He's this great guitarist. And he's an amazing engineer. Some people just get it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Overachievers, once again. (laughs) So the core core trio are the three of us. Okay. And and we all live together. Exactly. But that makes it easier to make music. Yeah, but I'm a little old to live in a frat house. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, but that again is it's a ni- it's a nice like spacing out of the ages cuz we got you. Yeah. How old are you again? Uh, d- um anyway, Older. I always I always forget. The oldest I'm yeah. trying. I'm, I'm trying to like do the math in my head right now. I used we to got... be the young one in the band, by the exactly. way. Exactly. That's it. Everybody's got to grow up. It's yeah, part of life. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not because like he's he's. No, you're not the oldest member. Rich, I think, is the oldest of the band. Yeah. I'm like the youngest by a wide margin. Yeah. And then I think the next one older than me is Chuck. Yeah. So we got the professor and Wally yeah. and give out your website. Ah, thegroovalottos.com. That's the G-R-O-O-V-A-L-O-T-T-O-S. The G-R-O-O-V-A-L-O-T-T-O-S. The G-R-O-O-V-A-L-O-T-T-O-S. Ask your mama about that deep soul funk. Ask your mama about that deep soul funk. 
Hold up. The I'm not just a musician. I'm keeper of a tradition. If I make the room funky, I'm playing my position. Don't smile in my face. Pretend it's all good to get off set and call 5 if you see me in your hood. Get mad when I said, I don't really care. I'm indigenous to this land. I should be welcomed everywhere. It don't matter what's the style or the trend or the flow. You know it's got soul because I'm a Guvalado. The G-I-O-O-V-A-L-O-T-T-O-S. The G-I-O-O-V-A-L-O-T-T-O-S dot com. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know I was asking such a loaded question. I loved it. I absolutely loved every ounce of that. With the Gruvelados, every question is a loaded question. I like, I, I'm finding that now. This is our first time chatting. It will definitely not be our last time chatting. Hey. Your current album, Mama's Hamper. What What was, are we listening for? What was the inspiration? Well, well, that actually was one of the songs off of Mama's Hamper right yeah. there. It's called I'm a Gruvelado. Well, the inspiration, the first album we did was called Ask Your Mama. Okay. And Mama's Hamper are sort of like reconfigurations of a lot of the songs from Ask Your Mama. So okay. Like, so it's the extra funky, <laughs> the extra funky revisit. I love basically. it. So it's Mama's, that's why it's Mama's Hamper. Well, but, as you're um, growing together and working together, you know, you're like, oh, we could have done this a little bit different. I'm it, sure that happened. It was also a way to give tribute to Eddie Ray Johnson because um, here, here's where everything comes together and, and, and with growth and change, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um... So my thought was, MDI is closing down. We need a commercial-grade studio in the area. I have a bit of a background in it. Chuck has a bit of a background in it. Eddie Ray has a bit of a background in no it. No, enough to be dangerous. And, and so it was like, so I was like, and you know what? The old gun shop in Buzzards Bay is for rent right. So it all just sort of made sense. And B-Bay is really like cleaning up their act, looking oh, yeah. good. They're up and coming. Oh, it's yeah. like really oh, yeah. a nice area. It is. It mm -hmm. is. And so we, we decided, let's, I decided, you know, hey, I wanted to invest in a business. Let me invest in a recording. That's amazing. So, and it's much needed. So the thing was we started, we went in, it was during COVID. So we were able to go in and do our construction. And, mm -hmm. and Eddie Ray to tell you how like multifaceted folks are. He was like a first rate carpenter. So he did all of the carpentry, put in the studio windows, yep. redid the lights for us, and then passed away a week exactly after oh, he finished. God, that's heartbreaking. Um, because what happened was he was walking around, unfortunately, with a condition that would have been detected, except he wasn't able to go to his doctor's appointment because of the pandemic shutdown. So he continued with this. and then That so sucks. Didn't realize his system shut down. So he was well, within a week, literally a week of... Um, Finishing the last bit of construction on the on the room passed away, and so it's kind of like wow. So we now have this finished studio, and and you know we were all like we want to make music, and then we weren't really feeling like making music, but we want to make music, but we you know you have to and, you have to throw yourself at it. And the mm -hmm. thing was, he he and I were gonna try to do remixes. Of Ask Your Mama. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like, let's just do that project. And yeah. It was, and it was a yeah. way to also visit the songs with the new musician. Yeah. With the new elements, with the new production, with the new. That's studio. so tough. So that, so yeah. Yeah. So that, so that's what Ma Mama's Hamper was the way to keep was the way to like move to the next level. And you can find it on all streaming platforms. So yeah. definitely check that out. And then Boombucha. What is boom, this? I just like saying it. Boom boocha. Boom boocha. Boocha. Boom boocha. Boom cha. Boom boocha. Boom cha. Boom boocha. 
Boom, child, go ahead. Draw me back like the tents of Kedar. I first saw you from, from afar. Your cocoa skin and piercing eyes. Being pulled toward you is no surprise. I'm in a rush, tell me where or oh, when. I, I can get, get to see you again. again. I'm not always this upfront, but I, I know exactly, exactly what I want. They are the ones you can ask about me. I am exactly what I can. Claim to be you are who I have on my mind. We. I like the sound of that. I'm not a pimp, I'm a lover. See, which means you ain't gotta sell it, just give it to me. I say boom, boocha, boom, cha, boom, boocha. Boom cha, come in real close, baby. I don't bite unless you ask, then it's only polite. I say boom, boocha, boom, cha. Boom, boom, chat. Boom, chat. Boom. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that that's verse one. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. I love it. You want to hear the whole song? Stream it. Yeah. Yes. Stream it. Streaming. Platform. Yes. But, Go to the website. Stream that. And then when you walked in here, I was like, "What are we going to talk about?" And you were like, "We were aiming for a Kwanzaa song that doesn't suck." Please talk to me about this, please. So we just dropped it. It's called Seven Candles. And excuse my ignorance because I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. I don't know anything. Well, let's back up. I'm sorry. Boombucha is a song that I actually wrote about 11 years ago. Okay. But pulled out of of my archives. Yeah, pulled out of the archives and um, said, hey, I'll I'll let the young guys sing it. I love uh, you putting that together because the first time I actually saw like a band work together, it, we, it was when Peter Jackson put together that Beatles oh, um, yeah, yeah. anthology and watching them work from their songbooks of old crap that they have undeveloped yeah. and just busting out hit after hit after hit from their, their old crap. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, a little bit about this. But when you got the team together, yeah. you're like, I was working on this. This is old. You bust it out and then you make it better. Yeah. I, it's incredible to watch how you develop this stuff that you've had for years oh yeah oh yeah and I'm, I'm sitting on top of like tons of stuff already. i love so, that though so you've got yeah. that to work with yeah yeah but so that that was it with boom Chat was basically like ah okay here, here you go and, incredible and, 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 and explain what the title means well let me explain what the title is an example of okay it, you know yeah. that's the terminology to use here it's an ah, example yes. of onomatopoeia love it and, and yeah, I'll just explain it to y'all like you're five. So onomatopoeia is when you say the name of a sound that's being made. Like you know, the old Batman show. Boom, bam, pow. You know, Love it. Kablamo. <laughs> yes. And yeah, boom, bucha. It's the sound boom, of a drum beat. Boom, cha. Boom, bucha. Boom, cha. Boom, bucha. Because most drummers can't read music, so you just like say what well, the it, rhythm it, it's is. Not Feel just, the beat. I'm, it's not just that. It's, Feel the beat. It's that not just that. Sometimes you're shouting out. The, you know, you're introducing something different to the drummer, and it's like they start playing a groove. It's like no, no, no. It's boom, boom, cha, boom, cha, boom, boom, cha. So you're like, yeah, oh, okay, it's yeah. Not matter, it's not a matter if they can't read, but it's like in the middle of a gig, we're gonna do whip out a chart. No, dude, right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> You hit him with the groove. Hey, some, some, That's it. You know, you know, some people actually probably might just try to pull out a chart in the middle of a set. Uh, yes. <laughs> We've seen it. We, we don't play with we don't play with those people. So no, that's probably why. That. Yeah, yeah, but enough about CJ. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> they don't know who that is, man. No need to no need to bring up 
That's all right. Now people. we know. Now we're going to do it. I was bringing up people. I was bringing up organizations. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> com. Make sure you go yeah. and follow oh, and yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Talk to me about the Kwanzaa song. Uh, yeah. Seven Candles. Okay. Seven Candles. So, um, Seven Candles relates to the Kanara, uh, the, the candle holder that's used during the Kwanzaa celebration, mm-hmm. which holds seven candles. And... Um, they relate to the seven principles of Kwanzaa, which are referred to in Kiswahili, in Guzo Saba. Okay. Means seven principles. Okay. But, um, and so what we did during the chorus was we gave the explanation. We didn't, we decided not to use the Swahili words. Okay. We instead just. Which I appreciate because I don't know that. <laughs> well, what we didn't. Make the song a lot longer. We were trying to make it like <laughs> under five yeah. minutes. Just a little different. But um, so we basically just like gave like the, yeah, like you said, the definitions of what the seven principles were. Okay. Yeah. Or examples of what. And the, the, one, the one Swahili that we kept on to is during Kwanzaa, you say Habaragani, which means what's going on. And that's when you say the principle. Okay. So the very opening of the song, we do sing Habaragani. And so your first principle is umoja. So let it bring us all together. Okay. Seven candles. We must speak for ourselves because that relates to self-determination. Seven yeah. candles. We've all got work to do. That's our collective work and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wealth from doing for ourselves. Cooperative economics. Um, motivated to thrive. Purpose. Uh, make our spaces more beautiful creativity and then because we all need to believe faith and those are so that is the chorus of the song the seven principles i love it seven ideals that we all should hold close and it's pretty much just the storytelling of the family gathering because kwanzaa um was created by a rather person who created it was sketchy but the idea was (laughs) um but in, in like the cre- brutal honesty, <laughs> in, in the creation of Kwanzaa during the 1960s, he wanted to create a holiday that was reflective of the of the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. So there are elements of you know um, the several hundred different trying to incorporate mm-hmm. the elements of the several hundred. Well, actually, I'm sorry, several thousand cultures on the continent of Africa. And um, I guess he used Kiswahili because that was a trade language, so it had a certain common aspect to it. Okay. Appealed to the most amount of people at yeah. that time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As, as a, you know, let's face it, American English is a trade language. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on where you are yeah. also. That's why, people, that's why people who speak proper English are like, oh, you peasants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Southerners, <laughs> Californians, yeah, 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 same yeah, thing. It's yeah. regional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go to like Britain and they're like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> they got a whole nother vernacular. I mean, hey, my, my response to that is, man, y'all put beans on toast. Stop yeah, right. <laughs> I love but, it. But with the, um, with the particular holiday, one of the things that it drew from was during slavery. Okay. The period of cele- that would be, I guess, the closest thing to celebration for the enslaved was that period between Christmas and New Year. Okay. Because that's when nobody was really paying attention because mm-hmm. everybody They're was busy. In, in the uh holiday in the week of holiday revelry. So I, that is where the seven days 
have an element of their origination. Thank you, because I, I really didn't know anything about it. So yeah. I, I'm teacher's yeah. taught right here. Thank you, Professor. Kwanzaa is a, is a harvest celebration also. Okay. So that's why in the song we say the first fruits of the harvest. Yeah. But um, so with the with the celebration, um, there have been songs written, but a lot of them are really children's songs. Mm-hmm. I realize it's because okay, we're trying to pass the tradition on, but I realize okay, you wrote these children's songs. Now, this holiday was introduced three years before I was born. I was born in 1968. Yeah. <laughs> so the so it the needs idea, to be refreshed just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that you know the kids you were writing the songs for, we all have gray hair now, so you know maybe we can like. Update the- I love this. You're you're helping Kwanzaa grow up, and Snoop Dogg is doing like affirmations for children. I don't know where, <laughs> where like what is going on in the world, but I'm here for it. Hey, it, it works. It works. I love but, it. But yeah, so we put out seven candles. It's out. That's also out on. Okay, good. Platforms. So we can get that now. And the music video just came out yesterday. So oh, that's I'm like, excited to go watch it. So yeah. So um, yeah, we had fun with that. Well, before I let you go, is there anything else you want to let everyone know? Ah, we have. Let's see. The next song coming out is a cut called Sweet Memory, and it's part of an album. What are you laughing at? The, the album is called Afro Beatniks. I'm laughing because of the situation that inspired that song. Oh, I'm ah, excited yes. for it. Yeah, I, I wrote it about a breakup I heard through my bedroom wall. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but that is so amazing. Yeah, when, when, you're, when your roommates are, are songwriters and offer you no privacy whatsoever. Wow, you your, your, your pain is a good song. Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, and, um, so good. And ZYG808 has a solo project coming out. Yes. So he has a single dropping in the end of January called Freak Show. And that one, that one actually has a couple of our bandmates on it. Um, Chuck V. He plays guitar on that one, and let's see, Shadowmaster does a verse on that one too. Yeah. Also, shout out Fro Indigo. He's on that one oh, also. Oh yeah, Fro Indigo, upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, the, you guys have been so, working hard. Oh yeah, and yeah. We, we've been we've been playing. We've also been reaching a lot more into the Caribbean side of our influence. Love it. So we so um like for example, Boom Cha has more of an Afro beat feel. Fabulous. Seven Candles has an Afro beat feel. Mm. Sweet Memory is kind of like a um almost like a Gregory Isaacs-esque dance hall. Love that. Of, you know, I like that groove that you're putting yeah. down. Thank you. And the solo project Kind of all over the place, but there are going to be some Afrobeat tracks on there. So. Yeah, that, that's kind of like a, I guess you'd almost call it like an indie. Not, alternative. Not, I, I like the term yeah. they use, like indie alternative dance is what we can call it now because it's sort exactly. of like, wait a minute, this song is hip hop. Wait, no, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 no. This song is rock and roll. No, well, we're going to be playing exactly. you guys in regular rotation every single hour on Lemonadios. So you can oh, check cool. them all out right. for the next two weeks. We'll have the Groovelados. And we'll be playing everything that you're releasing. So the minute you release something, we'll add it to the list. Oh, cool. And so that people can get a good feel for what you've got. And it plays every single hour, which I'm really excited for. Oh, wow. Thank you Yeah, for sure. I love your band. I love your group. I love your work ethic. I love your growth. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm watching it all. Oh, one other little shout out. Yeah. Anybody who wants to make a record, come to Polyphonic Studios That's in Buzzards right. Bay. Mm-hmm. If you make records in your bedroom and want them professionally mixed and mastered, come, come to, to Polyphonic, Polyphonic Studios, Studios in Buzzards Bay. Polyphonic Studios. You'll love the way you sound, even yeah. if you suck. Polyphonic. <laughs> this is the best yeah. commercial I've ever heard. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Another one. Let's see. Every Saturday, every Saturday, 7 p.m., twitch.tv slash the ZYG808, the Thump and Soul Clap. 
I'm going to put every single thing that they told yes. you to go to right in the, the show notes. So you'll yeah. be able to find all of the stuff. So you yeah. can just click, 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 and I'll have it all there for yeah. you. Okay. We're going to make an album called Graduation so we can finally stop talking about Kanye. Oh, please. <laughs> Please we can stop talking about Kanye. My thing is, when are they going to stop paying attention to the boy and just like you know, he he needs he needs medical attention, I, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. like Britney Spears. It's the car accident that you rubberneck. You keep going, but why? And you keep watching it, and you keep watching it. I, I, stop watching it. Yeah, start yeah. watching positive things like the Groovelato's new album and their new music video. Yeah, boom, 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 cha, boom, 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 cha. Boom. From the yeah. Lemonadio Studios, yeah. we say goodbye to you. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. If you're new to the community or you've been here forever and have something that you want everyone to know about, we'd love to feature you on the local buzz here on Lemonadio Live.